Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. Recently, a number of companies have announced plans for a reverse stock split. This is an important topic that informed investors should know about, so we will explore this subject today. The best way, in my opinion, to explain a reverse stock split is to first explain a stock split. By the way, stock splits can be very beneficial for investors. So these are also worthy of discussion. First, some background about the stock split. By the way, a stock split is different from a reverse stock split. So for the time being, we're talking about stock split. What happens prior to the split? Why do companies split their stock? Well, in the months preceding the split, the company is typically doing very well. Revenues and profits are rising, and that makes the stock price rise, often to a very high level. So high, in some companies' opinion, that many investors are uncomfortable buying shares and do not buy. They don't refrain from buying due to concern about the company, but because the price feels just too high. To illustrate the stock split and how it works, let's consider Apple and its stock price history. Apple was offered to the public on December 12th of 1980. The IPO, the initial public offering price, was $22 per share. If you bought 100 shares on that date, your total investment would have been $2,200. By June 16th of 1987, Apple stock was selling for $79 per share. The total value of the 100 shares, the hypothetical 100 shares that you purchased, was $7,900 on that date. In the 1980s, $79 was considered to be a lot of money. Many companies split their stock as prices approached $100 per share. Apple was no different. It split its shares on a two-for-one basis on June 16, 1987. This means that you, the Apple investor, by the time we're through, you're going to wish that you were the Apple investor. But this means that the Apple investor, who owned 100 shares before the split, they were worth, as we said, $7,900 before the split. You now own 200 shares after the split. To review, in a two-for-one split, we multiply the shares you owned before the split by two to determine the number of shares you own after the split. An important aspect of the split is the fact that the after-split stock price is adjusted. To determine the after-split price in a two-for-one split, divide the pre-split price by two. 
in the actual Apple situation, divide the $79 price by two. So the post split price becomes half of $79. It becomes $39.50. The price of the stock goes down, but the number of shares you own increases. Let's calculate the value of your Apple stock after this split by multiplying 200 shares, the 200 shares you now own, by $39.50. That gives you a total value of $7,900. In other words, the total value of your Apple stock is the same after the split as it was before. So why do companies go through the cost and trouble of splitting their stock? The theory is that a lower price stock, $39.50 in, in the example, is more attractive to investors than a $79 stock. This renews investor interest, makes the stock more liquid, and helps shareholders to accumulate more shares. Let's continue with our illustration with more Apple history. After the split in 1987, Apple stock price rose, and by the year 2000, your 200 shares were worth $111 per share for a total value of $22,200. On June 21st of the year 2000, it again split, again, two for one. So you, the owner, who had 200 shares before this split, you now owned 400 shares after the split. The stock price of $111 per share was adjusted, and it was adjusted by dividing $111 by two. So the new price became $55.50. Now you, the owner, own 400 shares valued at $55.50 per share. So your total value is $22,200. Once again, the total value before the split is the same afterward. Let's con continue our Apple history discussion. Apple stock price continued to rise as they came out with new products. Their revenue rose, their net income rose, and the stock price went from $55.50 per share to $90 per share in the year 2005, when it again split two for one. So after the split, you now own 800 shares. Fast forward to the year 2014, when the price rose to $656 per share. So Apple split again, this time seven for one. By the way, companies decide what their splits are, whether it's two for one, three for one. But in this case, Apple split seven for one. It happened on June 9th of 2014. In a seven for one split, for every one share you had before the split, you end up with seven shares afterward. So multiply the shares you had before the split, 800, multiply it by seven. You now own 5,600 shares. And the new stock price goes down to about $94 per share. To get to that $94 per share, divide 656, the price before the split, by seven, and you get $94. Once again, on August 31st of 2020, Apple again split this time four for one. For every one share you own, you end up with four. 
So you now own 22,400 Apple shares that are worth about $140 per share after the latest split for a total value of more than $3 million. Don't you wish you bought that stock in the IPO and never sold the shares? These are actual numbers based on history. We went through these calculations to illustrate stock split mechanics, but there is more to observe. Stock splits happen because revenue and earnings per share both increase. Stock splits are a sign of a company's operating success and increasing stock price. They are the result, not only of past success, but also of optimism for the future. All are good signs for investors. Although the total value of post-split shares is generally the same as pre-split shares, Apple's history and the history of many other companies shows that post-split shares or post-split prices generally rise. Splits seem to accomplish their goal of making investments more affordable. Splits address the psychological aspect of investing that impacts stock prices. Also important, Apple's success illustrates the value of long-term investing. Let's emphasize that Apple's success was outstanding and not many companies can duplicate it. I'd like to note that there are fewer splits in today's market than the past. Companies seem to accept that their shares sell for hundreds of dollars. In some cases, thousands of dollars per share. So they are splitting less, probably in part due to investors' ability to buy fractional shares and their willingness to buy smaller numbers of shares. There are a number of companies whose prices are quite high. Example, Home Depot. Recent price was about $350 per share. AutoZone's recent price was about $1,550 per share. And then the big one, Amazon. Its recent price was about $3,700 per share. If we were living in the 1980s and 90s, all of these companies would have split their stock. As a matter of fact, uh, Home Depot did it a number of times. But each of these companies are highly effective companies. They've chosen not to split their shares, in part because they don't have to. But if they did, I predict their share prices would increase substantially. While splits are not all that common today, they are worth considering when available. And I have to admit, I always have my eyes out for companies announcing splits. I carefully study any company that announces a split. Now, let's talk about reverse stock splits. Essentially, they are the opposite of splits. The financial performance of companies doing reverse splits is the opposite. They are performing poorly in the operation of their businesses. And that performance has impacted the stock price, making it fall, typically substantially. The motivation for the reverse split is also the opposite. The goal is to increase stock price. The New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ have minimum price requirements for companies trading on their exchanges. They don't allow penny stocks to trade on their exchanges. A penny stock is normally defined as anyone whose stock sells for $5 per share or less. 
When a company is classified as a penny stock, it can be delisted, which means, in plain English, thrown off of the exchange. This would be extremely bad for a company's prestige, and it would hurt its ability to raise money by issuing stock. To avoid this, companies do reverse splits. Let's discuss an example. Let's say you invest in Citigroup, the very large bank holding company. You buy 100 shares for $10 per share, so your cost is $1,000. The financial crisis hits, and Citi's share price falls to $4 per share to avoid delisting, to avoid getting thrown off of the New York Stock Exchange. Citi does a reverse split, a one for 10 split. This actually takes away shares from you. So what the one for 10 split means, for every 10 shares you own before the split, you will end up with one share afterward. Divide your pre-split shares, in our example, 100, by 10, and you will end up with 10 shares in the one for 10 reverse split. You lost shares, but did you lose value? The answer is no, at least not initially, and here's why. Think of city or city group. Think of it as a pizza. And let's say the pizza has 1,000 slices, quite a large pizza. But let's say there's 1,000 slices. Before the reverse split, the entire pizza was selling for $4,000. You own 100 out of 1,000 shares. You own 10% of the company or 10% of the slices. So your slices are worth $400. Actually, that, that should be you own 1% of the company. So your slices are worth $400. Think of the reverse split as an adjustment to the size of the slices. It's like taking the same pizza and dividing it into fewer slices. So after the split, you own 10 slices, but there are only a total of 100 slices in the pizza. You still own your same percentage of the entire pizza. So your total value is still $400. Let's sum this up. In reverse split, the number of shares outstanding is reduced. In a one for 10 split, you end up with one share for every 10 shares you previously owned. But the stock price rises. That was the point. Again, using the one for 10 split, multiply the per share value by the second number, 10. So $4 per share value before the split is multiplied by 10, and the new per share value is $40. The value of your investment is now $400, which is the same as it was before the split, before the reverse split. The total value of, value of the stock that is split or reversed split is roughly the same before and after. The split is used to decrease the stock price so it feels cheaper to investors. That's the split. The reverse split is used to increase the stock price so it can still be traded on the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ. Splits are arguably seen as positive, while reverse splits are arguably seen as negative, with exceptions. A review of reverse split history shows they generally produce negative results. The Stern School of Business, part of NYU, New York University, 
performed a study covering 40 years from 1962 to 2001. It determined that in 1,600 reverse splits, share prices decreased by almost 16% in the first year, 36% in the second, and 54% in the third year after the split. That's not a good history. During the first six months of this year, there have been about 40 reverse splits. Most were in the biotechnology field, followed by technology and then energy. They were generally cheap stocks, low-priced, with poor performing fundamentals, meaning falling revenue, falling profits, many had losses. They were using up their cash reserves to stay in business. A number of them were relatively new companies. In short, they were speculative investments. Remember, new companies are generally riskier. Many new tech companies are either hit or miss investments. And energy companies are currently dealing with potentially substantial changes. It is not surprising that these industries experienced or required reverse splits. Not every reverse split company is, has experienced falling stock prices after the split. Citigroup today is a thriving company. Its share price is in the mid-60s and has sold for nearly $80 per share in recent years. It has increased dividends. It is doing well. Both AIG, the large insurance company, and Motorola prospered after their reverse splits. So we have a lesson, and it is the following. Large companies that had thriving businesses but fell into difficult times, like Citigroup, fell into difficult times due to the financial crisis, and so did AIG, they offer potential despite the reverse split. These are typically the ones that do well after a reverse split are typically large and important companies due to the nature of their businesses. They typically have a plan, and that is a key. They have a, a plan to restore their overall businesses to financial health. They are not as risky as the younger, less established companies. General Electric, the large conglomerate, once a top company based on the quality of its products, financial strength, and stock price has approved a one for eight reverse split. It will occur on July 30th. Current investors will end up with one share for every eight they currently own. The share price will increase by a multiple of eight. GE has announced that it will revamp itself and will dispose of underperforming companies. It will keep its best performers and try to grow them. This is significant, and it seems to make GE different from the poor performers that were discussed in the Stern study. Its stock will still be traded on the New York Stock Exchange. It will continue to have the ability to raise money by issuing stock. I would consider, however, a new investment in GE to be speculative. Very cautious investors who cannot afford risk should not invest at this time, in my opinion. But those who have a diversified portfolio and, very important, whose time frame for investing is long-term could experience significant profits if GE's plan is successful. We will monitor General Electric and update you on its performance, as we will on both stock splits and reverse stock splits. 
Until the next time, stay calm, be thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.